Welcome to Keep This In Mind. My name's Melissa, and I'm a consumer psychologist and coach who's been studying psychology for the last 10 years. During that time, I've also shown myself what is possible through self-coaching and changing the way I think about my life, and I'm going to show you how you can do the exact same. So many people are unaware that our thoughts are always within our control, and when you take control of your thoughts, you'll be amazed at the incredible results you can create in your own life. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited to finally be talking to you guys. I've been preparing this podcast for a long time, and I really want to make sure that I'm giving you everything you'll need to set the foundation in order for you to understand all these concepts that I'm going to be teaching you. Um, So, so you'll know this podcast is for you if you have a little voice in your head that sabotages every positive change you try to make in your life or speaks to you like you're a piece of shit and (laughs) convinces you that you're a horrible person. Basically, the way that I used to speak to myself up until about three years ago when I really started doing this work and changing the relationship I had with myself. In this podcast, you'll learn that, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you'll learn that you are your own problem, but you're also your own solution. And I'm going to teach you how to manage your mind and coach yourself. You're going to feel so empowered so capable, so full of belief in yourself that you're going to be able to change your life with something as simple as the way that you're thinking about it. So if you feel tired all the time because it's physically exhausting to listen to your own mind, um, uh, hello, I've been there, um, then this is for you. And this is also for you if there's a goal that you keep trying to achieve, but you keep giving up or you keep quitting before you get there or you just can't quite figure out how to make it there. This is really common for people who want to make a big life change, like losing weight or quitting drinking, taking up some form of exercise, all those things. And everything that I'm going to be talking about can be applied to your life, whether it's your relationship you have with yourself or others that you're looking to improve, or even if you simply want to feel better. So many of us walk around feeling like complete shit and we don't need to be doing that. We can feel better if we want to feel better. I'll tell you, I can help you out. I really can because what I'm going to teach you is evidence-based, scientifically backed, and just so fucking true and real. But I think it's important that you get some context first and foremost. So um, before we go into any of the topics, I just wanted to do a little introductory episode, say hi, let you know a little bit about me. So I wanted to take this episode to give you an in-depth understanding of who I am and the journey that I've taken to be sitting here in front of this microphone recording this podcast for you. I want you to understand that I have been exactly where you are, exactly where you are. And even though my life is a hundred times better than it used to be, I still face challenges, still deal with negative emotions, still have self-doubt, still cry, still get angry. I'm not perfect. You won't be perfect because newsflash, life is not perfect and it never will be perfect. Life is always 50% positive, always 50% negative. But I now have the tools to deal with those emotions and situations that make make it so much more manageable. Manageable is the key word here. Like, I'm not telling you that all your problems are going to be gone. They're still going to be there. This is what we call life. Everyone has problems. If you even think of the person that you aspire to be most in this world, they still feel negative emotion 50% of the time. They still have problems. We always have problems. And we need to learn how to deal with those problems and manage those problems. And how you do that is by managing your thoughts. And I now know how to use my setbacks and negative feelings to 
learn about them and move past them. And this way you know how to handle them better next time and how to just keep improving. Yeah, just going to tell you a little bit about myself. So uh, where should I start? I've always had mental health struggles. Hasn't everyone? I think everyone has at this stage. It's 2022. We've been through a pandemic. You know, if you made it out of the pandemic without developing some mental health issues, I send me an email because I want to talk to you. But um, so I currently live in Ireland. I live in Belfast. And uh, as you can tell from my accent, it is not an Irish accent. So I've moved back and forth from Bel- from Ireland to the United States my whole life. I was born in the United States, but my parents were Irish. And um, I'm not going to, I'll spare you the big, long, boring story, but my parents currently live in the United States. And I myself moved over to Ireland about five years ago to study. And, um, but anyway, I'll get back to the, the, to the story. So I always had mental health struggles, mainly depression. Um, it was mainly depression, feeling depressed. I was not clinically diagnosed, but it was very prominent in my life. I was very affected by things. I had some body image issues, I think, as we all did as women when we were growing up. How could you not? And yeah, things really ramped up after my undergraduate degree, which I was studying in United in the United States at the time. My whole family and I were living in the United States at the time. And I studied psychology and um, for four years, um, in Philadelphia. And whenever I finished, because I had a great time during college, I think I handled that very well. I was fairly proud of the grades that I got and really proud of the job that I had and, and how I performed in college. I made a great group of friends and it was really nice. And then we all kind of went our separate ways, although we all did live in Philadelphia at the time. But it was really difficult for me because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do research, but I couldn't get a job in research. So I ended up taking a job as a behavioral therapist for children with autism, which was a difficult job. I'm not going to lie, but I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do, (laughs) you know? So I felt stuck. I was confused. I was doubting myself. I was thinking I had no purpose in life, feeling very low. I was also experiencing some health issues at the time. And really, really struggling to cope with all of this negativity and the negative emotions. And um, I noticed that my drinking was ramping up a bit as well. I began relying a little bit more on alcohol to make myself feel better. And um, that ended up not being a good thing in the end. And I'll get into that. But I just really didn't know what I was doing. And I felt like I needed to make a really big life change. I had a bit of a mental breakdown in the summer of 2017. And um, it was inflicted by my emotions felt like they were just pent up and I just let them explode one day. And it was horrible and amazing at the same time, 10 out of 10. But I also don't recommend that because it was not a sustainable thing to do. Like, is that going to be my coping mechanism for the rest of my life? Just let everything build up and then explode on someone every year? Like, that's not healthy. So I began really speaking negatively to myself. I began experiencing what's called anxiety. So anytime after I drank, I woke up with horrendous anxiety, whether I blacked out or not. And I was blacking out more often than not um, during that time. But I realized that I needed to make a big change. I was in a, you know, toxic relationship at the time and just really needed to have some space, clear my head and just get out of my own 
bubble that I had put myself in, this really, this real bubble of negativity. And I moved to Ireland by myself where I was going to do my master's in research because I wanted to be a researcher. And that was the best thing that I ever did to myself. I know a lot of people will say like, oh, you shouldn't just run away from your problems or whatever. But I really did need that perspective during that time. Um, I gave myself time and space to just come back to baseline. And I felt like I had a purpose again. I had goals again. I had, um, you know, ambition. And I knew I had a job that I wanted to get and everything like that. And life did improve, but I was still drinking more than I wanted to. And I finished my master's and got a, a PhD. That started at the beginning of 2019. So I was really happy with myself. It was a salaried position, uh, my PhD position. So I got paid to do my PhD for three years, which was unheard of in academia. And I moved to Belfast, where I currently live now. So I moved from... So I was living for three years. I knew I had to live in Ireland away from my family. And so that's quite difficult. And um, I was thrown into my PhD with um, a lot of self-doubt. I had, it's pretty cliche to talk about now, but I feel like it's over, over, what's the word? Overrated. Um, But I really did have imposter syndrome. I had this fear that people were going to find out that I had no fucking idea what I was talking about and how did this girl get this job? Because my background was in psychology and this position, it was based in psychology, but it was fundamentally around these environmental chemicals that I had no idea about before I started my PhD. And so um, in 2019, I was traveling a lot for work. I was really struggling to feel grounded and I missed my family. It was really settling into the fact that I was moving over to Ireland and all of these things. I was emotional eating. I gained 20 pounds and I was also drinking a lot. And um, I want to preface this by saying I wasn't an alcoholic. I didn't drink every day. I didn't drink in the mornings. I wasn't, you know, sneaking alcohol places. But in my mind... I really wanted to take a break from drinking and I kept trying to do that and I kept not being able to do that and that was really scaring me because I would tell myself oh I'll take a month off and then two weeks in I was drinking again and it was just the mental um the mental battle that I had with myself that whole year was horrific to the point where the way that I was speaking to myself was just so unkind and just so disrespectful and rude and negative loathing just all of the negativity I just I was not speaking to myself in a way that would fuel any positive change in my life I was just beating myself up constantly in my mind over everything every little thing and then 2020 happened where we all know what happened in 2020 and um, I was in the second year of my PhD and it had gotten even worse and during the pandemic for the first six weeks I had been in this horrible cycle where because I had started drinking alone now that you know because normally I would go out and drink but back in 2019 I got into the habit of drinking alone at home just like drinking a bottle of wine or whatever but I had never done that before and um it's a whole new ball game I know some people do it and it's fine and I will do an episode all about my drinking don't worry but um I'll talk you through what happened and how I got myself out of it. But anyway, the first six weeks of the pandemic were, I'll I'll, I'll let you know how the week went. 
Monday would start off and I would be horrendously anxious because I had drank the Friday night before and my anxiety after hangovers would be so bad that they would last four to five days regardless of the amount of alcohol I drank. And during the first six weeks of the pandemic, I was drinking a lot of alcohol in one session. I was only drinking one day a week. It was a Friday night. I would drink a bottle of wine and beers with my, my boyfriend's beers, which he did not appreciate. Um, if he's listening to this, I am sorry. <laughs> but I would wake up on Saturday horribly anxious, um, feeling just sickness and headache, throwing up, horrible. Sunday, I was just frozen with fear. I had the complete fear. I couldn't look at anyone. I was scared to look at my phone in case I had texted somebody, blacked out. Then for the rest of the week, I would feel anxious, unable to focus at work, just awful, saying awful things to myself. And then Friday, I was ready to drink again, even though I told myself I wouldn't. And the way it went was I would drink on the Friday night and I would wake up the next day and the first thought that I would have when I woke up in the morning is, I hate you. I hate you. Imagine that as a baseline. That's your baseline. It became my baseline. I just hated myself. And if you're walking around hating yourself and any negative thing or any stressor happens or something, some plans fall through or whatever it is, if that, if that happens and you already hate yourself, imagine the way that you talk to yourself whenever something bad actually happens. It was awful. And I really came to the conclusion that I needed to do this. Like I needed to take a month off. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to take a month off of drinking because it was really deteriorate, deteriorating my mental health. And so um, long story short, I was able to. And now I don't drink anymore. Because I slowly realized that um, alcohol was, I was using alcohol to cope with my negative emotion. And when you take alcohol away or you take food away in the case of people who are emotional eaters, what you're left with is your true opinion of yourself. And that's when you get to work. And I had to get to work repairing that relationship with myself little by little. And as I said, I will do an episode all about the drinking that's when I really started learning how to coach myself and how to change my thinking to change the way I was feeling. So you can look at anything, you can view it as neutral. There's always a positive side and a negative side to it. And you get to choose which side you see. So for example, whenever I was quitting drinking, uh, we really we had the really nice weather and that was almost a trigger for me. I, I was thinking, oh, wouldn't it be great to just be able to sit outside and drink a couple beers and hang out with my friends and oh, it's so nice outside. And I would catch that thought and I would follow that thought and say, okay, when was the last time that you drank outside in the sun? Okay. How did you feel later that night? Don't remember because you were blacked out. Okay. How did you feel the next day? Anxious and sick. Okay. Well, we're not drinking today then. Just today. We won't drink today. <laughs> and it was just getting better and better at catching those thoughts and just questioning whether that was true or not. Moving on and then soon replacing those thoughts with a better thought that served me more. And I really did have to teach myself how not to desire alcohol because I think a lot of people, they have the perception that whenever you quit drinking, you still have the desire to drink alcohol. And some people do still have the desire and they're just constantly, you know, uh, batting down that desire, resisting that urge and just resisting all this stuff. And wouldn't it be easier if you just got rid of the desire? 
wouldn't it be easier if you didn't want to drink anymore rather than wanting to drink, stopping yourself from drinking and um, all the rest. So that's what I did. And so that was great, honestly. And that's what began my journey into studying myself because I'm a very introspective person. I like to learn about, obviously, you know, after studying psychology for a hundred years, I just am obsessed with understanding the way that we think and the way to use the way we think to impact the way that we live our lives. And so 2020 was great and I ended up losing the weight that I had put on from emotional eating and really learning how to control myself and how to control my thoughts around food and around alcohol and around physical activity. I started exercising every single day and it was really just a year of being aware of myself and learning about myself, which is the first step, honestly, if you're going to make any of these changes. And I, of course, I'm just giving you a background into my story, but I will be talking about all of these subjects whenever throughout the podcast. So stay tuned. But anyway, so then began 2021, and this was the last year of my PhD. Um, I finished my PhD in December of this year. I'm officially Dr. Melissa Kelly, which is very exciting. But 2021 was a struggle for a lot of different reasons. I was very independent with my PhD work. My supervisor wasn't very present. We were also working from home. I didn't really have that much support. And I really had to teach myself. I really did have to teach myself how to become disciplined, how to follow through on my plans and how to how to be future focused in my decision making. So not just honoring what I wanted in that moment, but honoring the long term goal, which was finishing my PhD. And I also got obsessed with personal development. I went through every single personal development book under the sun. And I came to the conclusion that I wanted to be working for myself rather than continuing continuing in academia, which is kind of unheard of. No one really does that. It's not very common to get a PhD, at least among the people that I talk to and that I know. Um, it's really uncommon to get a PhD and then just leave research. But I had done research for three years and I fucking hated it towards the end. But I realized what I really wanted to do was to be an entrepreneur and work for myself. And I had this really odd limiting belief that in order to be successful, I had to work a nine to five job because that's what it meant to be successful, which is total bullshit, by the way. You can be successful working however many hours you want. But I just began questioning everything in my life. And so I realized that, okay, I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to um, start my own business somehow and I also was doing work with a cancer support group a breast cancer support group who I still work with um, but I wanted to set up my own business on the side and I felt very restricted because I thought that I had to create a business using the contents of my PhD which were environmental chemicals and so every time I went to go work on my business I just felt repelled I just felt like oh I can't do this like I it was just there was something blocking me like I don't know if it was intuition or anything if you're into that kind of stuff but something felt off about sitting at my, down at my desk and doing that work I just couldn't focus on it there was just something telling me this isn't it and this isn't what you need to do and I began to dread sitting down at my desk and doing that work and and it wasn't until this past December when I finally graduated. I finished my PhD. I closed that chapter. I took time away from social media and all the work noise. And I finally let myself just 
journal about what I wanted my life to look like, what I wanted my days to look like, how I wanted to spend my days and how I and what I wanted to do and just allowed myself to have thoughts that I had never allowed myself to before. And what I'm talking about here is there's things that we have in our subconscious mind that we want to say out loud in our heads, but we don't allow ourselves to. You can call that your desires, you can call that intuition or whatever you want to call it, but I finally allowed myself to have those thoughts of completely free of any limiting belief, completely free of, it doesn't have to be in my PhD, you know, in the realm of what my PhD is specifically in, which, you know, I just explained. And I finally, finally allowed myself and I came to the realization that what I really want to do is to coach people and help people learn how to manage their mind and change their lives the way that I did. And yes, this does use my degree. My degrees are in psychology. I've been studying the human brain and behavior for 10 years. And so it was really fucking scary to come to that conclusion because I had this weird belief that because I had done my big extravagant PhD that that I needed to have this super professional title or anything. And the thought of just going and becoming a life coach was a bit scary and but whenever I had that thought I can't even put it into words my body just relaxed and I, th- I just thought yeah yeah that's what we're gonna do we're gonna help people this is what you're gonna do I already I had a thousand list of a list of a thousand things that I wanted to do with regards to life coaching I've been obsessed with life coaching for the past year my boyfriend won't even listen to me anymore talking about how to show up for yourself and how to make decisions and all of this stuff that I've just been filling my brain with for the past year and honestly putting into fruition in my life and I have been doing this for years and it's just I am just so excited about this decision that I've this decision that I've made and so here we are it's scary and um telling friends and family is scary but you know what it's worth it because this is what I want to do and I just keep telling myself like finally yes I found what I want to do and this podcast is going to firstly teach you everything I've learned about coaching myself which yes you can do and I'll show you how and secondly I let you come along with me for my next journey because it never stops as soon as you accomplish one thing you're on to the next one before you've even accomplished the thing (laughs) Um, my next journey which is making money as a life coach and I'm doing this to show people and myself what empirically is possible when you manage your own thinking it is so crazy like your mind is going to be blown you're going to feel 10 times better about your life you're going to feel 10 times better about your job your family your friends like it's going to be unreal this is the most energetic and exciting goal I've ever set myself but it's 2022 and it's time to make that shit happen. I cannot wait, cannot wait to get to work recording these podcasts and helping you get to the place where you believe in the desires that so strongly reside deep in your heart. And that's true. It sounds cheesy, but that's true. We all have these desires that are put on our hearts for a reason. And I want to help you meet your goals. I want to help you feel better. So thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Keep this in mind. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could go and leave me a review. And if you want to get in touch or find out more about my one-on-one coaching, head to melissakellyphd.com. All right, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.